Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do, and I want to bring you along for the ride. I'm excited today to talk to you guys about something that wasn't planned, but as I am moving along and doing this podcast, I know that what I plan isn't what is meant to come out usually. And what happens is like midway through the week, I'll get signs of what actually is meant to be heard (laughs) each week. And this week is no exception. So, um, A few weeks ago, I did a healing and the question that the person had, which I'll get into in a second, the answer that came back for them was just so interesting. And it really made me think about it. And then I shared it with Richard and I, I, we had a discussion about it and, um, and then I kind of put it aside and I was not planning to talk about it here, but then a few days ago, I was on a class and this guy from Geneva said, you know, when when all else kind of fails, I always think back to Nikola Tesla's um, quote, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And it's so weird, because the moment he said that, I wrote down in my notes those words, and I knew that this topic was what I needed to talk about. So I love that the signs can come from other people and they can just come out of nowhere. And it's like a click in your head that you're like, okay, I got it. Got the message. (laughs) So that's what happened in today's, for today's podcast. And the question and the healing session that was asked is they were worried about finding their, I'm going to say soulmate because that's what people normally term this as but the soul that you're meant to meet in this life that helps um, kind of spur your growth. And their their worry was, when am I going to meet that person? And the other concern was, what if they like me more than I like them or vice versa? What if they like me and I'm not that interested? And as we were doing the session, like the answers just came through really quick. And it was like, that's not possible. So I totally interrupted him and was like, no, it's not possible. We all are vibrating at a frequency. And when that frequency matches the person that you're supposed to be with, then that is the time that you will meet. So timing is not on our linear plane of thinking of of time in terms of how old you are, when is it going to happen? It's all about frequency. So when when your soul is ready and you've done the solo work, your vibration and frequency that you emit naturally, it will pull that person towards you and and it will just happen. There is nothing in the sense of, will I like them more or will they like me more? That They said that doesn't exist. That's our thinking on this plane, but it's all about frequency. So when you are in, in contact with the person that you are meant to travel this life with, it, it just is. There is no 
there's no doubt. Um, it just, it, I'm talking about when you initially meet. It just flows and it feels like just, in a way, home. It feels like there isn't a, those questions that we have and we let our mind wander with when we're in the dating realm. <laughs> it, they don't exist because the, the vibration between the two of you is so succinct that they disappear. And I, I remember I was talking to Richard about this and saying, you know, isn't that cool? Like, we are so in our minds about how, how you meet the right partner and is this the right partner? And when then they're saying that it's not about the person, it's about the vibration and it's about the frequency. And yeah, most people can't see that or hear that. But it's such a deep level of recognition that the soul feels when they are with that person that there becomes this safe haven or safe environment where you just are. And so I have been thinking about it for the last few days. And I I just remember back to the times when I was single. And yeah, Richard and I have been together now almost nine years. But I spent, um, let's see, seven years in Manhattan, mostly single. And I mean, I had like short-term boyfriends, but nothing long-term, just a lot of dating. And I remember living in this space. So even though it doesn't affect my life at this moment, it consumed my life when I was single. I mean, you, I especially felt like I'm so introverted. I have to put myself out there. I have to try. I have to be seen in some way or else I, cause I, I'm perfectly happy by myself inside, you know, my own world. So what my solution was, was online dating, because I thought, well, at least if I'm putting myself out in one way, there, there creates the space for something to happen. Where in, in real life, like, let's say if I was out with friends at a restaurant or a bar, if anyone were to approach me and ask me for my number, absolutely not. I would I never gave out my number. And I was very guarded. Um, but mainly because in, in social situations, now I know I was so, uh, I felt so bombarded by the, the energies that were, let's say, in the room or the bar that any, anyone that would approach me felt like their energy was like drunk usually <laughs> or drinking and wanting something that didn't feel authentic. So regardless of if the person was good or not, I had a guard, a wall up that I wasn't going to allow anything like that to come into my existence. Now, that's not to say that I didn't meet jerks online because I totally did, but I felt like I could handle the one-on-one -on -one, um, interactions, at least because then I could really feel into that one person. And typically on an online date, you, you meet the person, let's say, and you're not drunk by the time you meet, you're, you're starting out like not drinking yet. So, um, but I, I remember just being like, I have to put myself out there and I have to do my part. And, um, kind of now looking back in a kind of like a frantic way or like a insecure way for sure. Um, and it's not to say that I was like, I, I need to get married and I have this timeline, but at the same time, I just felt like I 
wasn't sharing my light or myself with anyone in my daily life, other than, you know, my coworkers and friends, that I just didn't believe that I would meet the person, you know. So that that's my issue. And I actually did have a conversation with my records to get some answers from them too, and I'm going to share them. But I also want to bring up here that there is a book called um, Destiny of Souls, which is um, by Michael Newton, and it's the same person that wrote Journey of Souls. But in Destiny of Souls, he goes into things more uh, specific and, and more detailed. And in there, there's a section that he talks about before we incarnate into each life, we have this school that we go to where the the souls that we're meant to meet in this incarnation we are kind of put into like it's like a class and and we have conversations about okay this is how we're going to recognize each other this is the thing that is going to make you something click in your in your body that makes you know that I'm the one that you're supposed to meet and um he goes into detail about the specific things for example how he knew when he met his wife like there were signs that led him to his wife and um there, there is like familiarities that happen, and it's like when their energy in this plane mixes with you, it feels like maybe like a deja vu, or uh, you don't know why, but it just something clicks, and it's like you've known each other before. And I remember that when Richard and I first met, well, first of all, I'm going to say I always had a type and I never understood the type. Like I, I, the person had to be tall and with dark hair. And I, I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't date people that didn't have that look. So I didn't know why, but now in hindsight, I wonder, and I kind of feel like, was that one of the things that I knew he would have? Because, I mean, trust me, there were other people that I could have dated and they were perfectly fine, but it, it just didn't feel right if they didn't, didn't have this particular look. And then the first date that he and I went on, I felt like I knew him. And I felt like, I mean, this is very specific, but I felt like he reminded me so much of my grandmother on my father's side. And it, it felt automatically just comforting even the way he laughed the way he spoke his mannerisms it just felt like home and now i mean i remember that date it's not like i was like oh this is my person <laughs> but it felt comfortable and it felt at ease and it did feel like home it felt safe and i i now looking back think those were my signs and for on his perspective he came into the relationship and it was like he knew from the first date that not not that we're meant to be together but he knew it was a relationship that he wanted to pursue there was never any wishy-washy or that he's dating other people at the same time as dating me he was always consistent and i think like after maybe like a couple months he started staying at my apartment, even though he kept his apartment for almost a year after that, but he never went back to his apartment to stay. There just was always this very kind of like you just know. So the questions that I asked my records were, are, 
How do souls connect here? And they said, This happens through vibration and frequency. Each of you gives off without even realizing it. The more that you realize you are not your mind, the clearer connection you have, and that emits of a vibration to the other person. Now, that doesn't mean that the person is also doing their work, as you all have free will. But by working on your own frequency and vibration, you are ensuring your birthright to attract all that is meant for you in this life. So I asked, okay, what are the steps? Like, what can, how can they do this? So they said, step one, clear others' energies from your own, which we've talked about before. And it's, you know, it's something that we all have. I mean, it's, it's impossible not to have energetic cords coming at you because you have them with your family members, the people you care about, your friends. It just happens when you spend time with a person, your energies intermix. And they're saying that the only way that you can clearly emit your own vibration and your own frequency is to make sure that you have cleared off other people's ideas, thoughts, hopes, wishes, dreams, whatever from you. You can't be admitting your own thing if you are being taken or or energy is being taken or given to you through other people. Number two was protect your energy. And we've also talked about this is once the other energies are clear from you, the importance of protecting your own energy, because just like anything could, could totally wipe you out of your space. And I mean, like, let's say this idea of a car accident just came to my head. If let's say someone hits you from behind, and it just totally changes your day, changes your mood, changes your, your way, your outlook on, on the day, right? And you get upset. And let's say the person's a jerk as well. And you know, that person's energy is, is affecting you. So we have to always be like when these things happen, because that's going to happen, things are going to happen. But when you know you've had a weird interaction with someone, it's coming home and getting recentered in your own energy. Because in those moments, frag- I think we've t- actually, I don't know if I've talked about this yet. But when you have traumatic events, your soul can fragment and And that goes for both sides. So let's say that person that hit you, he's upset because let's say he doesn't have insurance and whatever. A piece of his soul is frightened and leaves his body. Well, where does that go, right? And it's not to say he's coming to live inside of you, but it definitely passes through your energy field. And what I'm saying is that when you get home each day, and we've talked about this, is it's so important to reclaim and recenter in your own energy. Okay, step three was follow the things that light you up. And this one is, you know, going to be different for everyone. But essentially, once you know you're in your own energy, you're going to have much clearer communication with your higher soul. And that means that you're going to know the things that are like yeses and which are, "Mm, I'm not sure, and which are absolutely no's. And it's following those yeses and it's following, even if they make absolutely no sense, it's following them because your heart feels like it is going to sing the whole way to doing it. You know, like it feels like you're, you get really curious or you feel light and airy and it just lights you up. Those are the things that 
you need to follow. And that is what will also bring your vibration and frequency to the place that it's supposed to be. And number four was sink into that being and sink into that peace. So once you have connected with the things that light you up, and I'm not talking about like a career, because I think we on this plane get confused on it. How can it make me money? And, and I don't think that's what they're saying. They're saying that we are here to play and experience. And, and in our minds, we're trying to shove that, that playtime or that experience into a career. And I believe that there are two different things. So at this point, you know, the lucky few are able to translate a passion and a, a, a light into a career. But for the sake of this conversation, let's just keep them separate in the beginning. Because I think in the beginning, you have to have allow your inner child to experience and play, not try to make money out of it. So they say number four was sink into that being and that peace and let it become you. So let's say you're following that, that little thread of passion that came through because you're clearing your own energy and really allowing it to infiltrate who you are as a being. I mean, and essentially that's what this podcast is about. Like, I mean, we've talked about it. This is not something that I would have, number one, been open to or shared even a year ago. So that's what I'm saying. Like sink into what is it that you are, you're in love with about it. It doesn't mean you have to share it because what happens is that you automatically ad- admit it through your being. Your soul becomes lighter because it's now finally feeling fulfilled in, in a piece of something that it came here to experience. Number five is get out of your mind. And you can do this by observing the mind. And we've talked about this too, is the more that you allow your thoughts to control you is the more time that you're not in alignment with who you really are. Because our thoughts are literally reacting. They're reacting to every single thing that comes through our field in every day. So like an email, a text, uh, a neighbor, the mailman, (laughs) anything. Anything that comes into your field, you have a thought about. And if we live in those thoughts, that every every i think i told you every thought has its own energy trail of of life which is all fine but if you realize that those those energy threads are not you you're just observing them you're not giving life to them that means that you're out of your mind and you're observing the mind so that's number 5 number 6 was share your light with everyone so at this point Like I remember being, again, dating and being very closed off to sharing who I was, Um, not with friends, but with dating potential people. And what they are saying is that the way that you pull this person towards you is just sharing your light, sharing it with it. Anyone, not, not even potential partners, just anyone, the person at the grocery store, the person that you pass as you're running down the street. Anyone that you come in contact with, you give it away for free. You just are, right? And that is the vibration. And that is the frequency that you want to get to because that is like the beacon that will pull your mate in this lifetime towards you. So then the next question I had is, what if the other person chooses free will? 
And by that, I meant we all come into this world being able to decide we don't want to wake up, you know, decide that mm, I, I would rather become an alcoholic and hide my head in the sand because it's just too painful. All of this life, it's too much. Right. Okay. So let's say the person that you had agreed to meet up with in this incarnation has decided that path. And they said, that is possible. If that happens, another soul will fill in, or you will advance and grow on your own without a mate. Um, Either is fine. We also excel growth with friends, family, coworkers, etc. The main thing we want to want you to know is to stop worrying stop searching by doing that you allow energies into your field that will only confuse you now this is exactly what i was doing so (laughs) we know that uh if you're living a life that isn't connected which is where i was that is exactly what i was doing what they're saying not to do so then i asked well, what happened with me? How did, how did Richard and I, how are we able to meet up? Because that's exactly what I was doing. And they said, you were so stubborn. Um, and we pushed Richard to go online to find you as that was the only way you would allow people in. So, yeah, that is, it's interesting, right? Um, so then the question that the, the healing session had that, that started this whole conversation was when two people meet, um, what if one of them likes the other one more than, than you, or, you know, the other person likes you more than you like them. And, um, their answer was, this doesn't happen. When two vibrations meet, it will just be, there will not be drama in terms of a, uh, in terms of a strong bond. Now that doesn't mean you won't go through hard things in your time together. It does mean that no one should be chasing or pining after someone that doesn't see you and all of your greatness. This just means that they too are trying to find their home connection. So in saying that, it's like, you know, there were definitely times in my dating life that I had a crush on somebody and could not, I mean, you know, maybe we had a couple of good dates, but then, you know, they kind of disappeared. And I remember feeling like, like I would try harder and I wouldn't just let it go. I would just be like, if I really liked the person, I would try harder. And basically they're saying we shouldn't be chasing anyone. Either the person is a connection to your vibration and your frequency, or they're not. And either is okay, and it's being in the the mindset that you're open to either. But you're not going to chase something that isn't, right? Because then you're lowering your vibration to something that isn't really meant to be. So then they said, um, our issue is that we need patience. Our main problem is that we are on a human timeline um, and we think everything is supposed to happen by a certain age. The problem there is that the desired timeline becomes more important than finding the right mate. And that's why divorce is so high. So they, the last thing they said was relax, flow, allow, and be. 
So I, I wanted to share all of this with you guys because I don't know who's single out there, but I, I remember being in this place and really wanting to know answers and, and wanting to, you know, like I said, at least put myself out there so that I was open to it. And they're saying that the way you're open is by cultivating you, essentially, working on you, spending the energy on you and just being. And I think if I would have known that back then, oh my God, it would have saved so much time. And that's not to say that people shouldn't be doing online dating, because I think you can still be who you are and and put yourself out there in, in certain ways if you're not you know, in these times of COVID, you're not interacting directly with people. But if you just know that by being you, you automatically are pulling that person towards you. And you automatically are saying, like putting out this, I feel like it's a radio frequency. So you're putting out the signal that I'm here and I'm ready. Now, like they said, maybe you're the person that you had agreed to meet in this life isn't ready. And that's possible, right? Like that's totally possible. But that's okay. Because in the meantime, you're still cultivating your vibration and you're interacting with other people in your lives, your friends, your family, your coworkers, and you're, they're affecting you. They're mirroring you the lessons that you need to learn and grow in this life. And that is all perfectly fine and normal. So the lesson that I want to share is that we just have to relax and be and, and really clear ourselves to be in that space to allow what is meant to happen naturally happen.